Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, welcome into episode 49 of Coffee and Shell, and this is a big one. So we have an extremely special guest you can see on the screen if you're watching from Sportsnet, Jeff Merrick. We had a fantastic interview with him, so we're going to get to that very quickly. Uh, But first, as we always do, I'm joined by my two co-hosts, Kesso and Padre. Uh, We'll start with you, Kesso. Uh, How you been over the last few days? And and, uh, man, it's almost NHL 23 season, buddy. Dude, I'm doing great. Uh, our podcast is like legitimate now, right? It's so a we, thing. Have, we, we have Gamer Saloon at the top. Mm-hmm. We have like a white whale of a guest. Yep. So it's kind of crazy. So it's like, it's a legit, it, it's not just uh, two dudes recording things uh, about NHL 22. Uh, we have the e-bug from the blues, you know, obviously been a longtime friend. We have a sponsor. We have Jeff Merrick. So it's going good. It is wild. How are you doing, Padre? I'm good. Just, you know, running on fumes with the sleep, but you know, with the baby and everything, but it's been great. Like I've, I've been looking forward to this episode for a long time. I would say, uh, you and myself are very big, uh, Jeff Merrick. It's kind of funny. We were, we were, we were talking about this earlier. It's like getting, we're going to get players on this podcast. And most people are like, Oh, I love the players. Like I'm a bigger fan of the, like the media guys, <laughs> yeah, the guys, that, guys, I don't know why, like, cause I'm, I'm a hockey nerd. So it's mm-hmm. like, you know, these guys that break down the trades and the signings, I've always just loved that stuff. And he's such a good dude. I think all of you guys that are listening to this are going to absolutely love this. No, absolutely. Uh, before we get into that, let's talk quickly about some things. Uh, preseason, it is almost done. It's almost wrapped up. Uh, no huge injuries um, other than maybe, I guess, the Tavares one for a little while. But no huge devastating injuries so far, I don't believe. Um, so that's pretty good. And my Sharks overseas uh, right now in Prague about to get the season start. I can't. Okay, here's the one thing I can't stand. 
The season starts technically with my Sharks in Nashville overseas, which is fine. Playing it overseas yeah. and whatnot. I hate how there's regular there's preseason games after it. You know, like That's it brutal. is not. It doesn't feel like the official start of the season. Uh, so I, I, I don't know. That always bothers me. Uh, they are going to have a hard time scoring. The Sharks just played. Uh, <laughs> they just played uh, the, the the I believe the German team over there, and it is uh, it is going to be tough for my Sharks. But uh, hey, I'm okay if they lose three two every single game and go zero and eighty two. I want Connor Bedard. So um, yeah, I mean uh, it's it's almost time. Uh, also, the one thing I noticed, we're t- I think Kesso and me were talking about this earlier. I'm glad you brought this up. Yeah, the, the schedule. If you guys go and look, I could have sworn it either every season started with Leafs in Ottawa, um, just them on one night, or Leafs in Montreal. I don't remember, but I thought it was one of – I know it was the Leafs and somebody. And then there was a day of just every team playing. If you go and look, it's like I believe um, the first non, you know, uh, non-Sharks Nashville game that's overseas – it's like, uh, I believe, Tampa Bay and, and the Rangers and then one other game on one night. Mm-hmm. And then it's six more the next night, then 10 on the Saturday. Uh, there isn't a huge one. And I, I'm not going to lie. I, I hate that. I think all teams should play on the Saturday or, or whatever day it is because that's the start of the season. I don't, I don't know if you guys agree or. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I mean, you see the NFL do it. Like, yeah, it's like plays yeah, it's, and it's like the NHL. And I thought they used to do this. Like, I could have sworn they used to. I never when did it change? I never noticed until just. We like, need a time. red zone channel for the NHL. I I I How need do like do a, that though. Yeah, just is goals. It like special. Just, just, just break in for goals. I would love a goal channel, but I it's so it would have to be on a delay, right? Yeah, well, hockey's I mean, not big enough. Is. Red zone's on delay too, but hockey's just not big enough to like. I feel like you know support just a, I, a I channel that, just for goals. <laughs> I wonder if that's a the, a gambling thing. Football is by has to be the biggest gambled sport. And I wonder if, like, as hockey, be, you know, as sports betting gets more and more yeah. powerful, that it's already that maybe like that, that would be the case. But I think, you know, I would love that if it just showed flip through anytime there's a goal on any game, and then yeah. if not, you just leave. A team's on a power play, bang! That there's your fill in. Right. Um, but yeah, that would that's actually interesting. I would love to see that. But yeah, I'm the thing that's difficult with that is like the so like hockey, it's always like Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Yeah, right? but then there's always those weird days during the season where it's like, oh, there's only like four games tonight. Like, is it worth it to have like a? That's true. I don't know what you would call Good it. Point. I would love to find out. Anyone that is from Boston in my uh, in, in in this uh, you know that listens to us, please let me know why you guys have like the early bird special every Sunday, and you guys have games at like noon or one. On every, like it's like every weekend, it's always the Bruins. And the reason why I notice it so much is because it's an automatic L for the Sharks or basically any West Coast team. Because like I look at it like these guys, it's nine o'clock for them, and I'm like, oh, they're gonna play the Bruins. Like that's it, just they're gonna get shelled here because of that. Not only because they're bad, but like mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. It's it, it's they're so early every 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 weekend. Same with Chicago too. I don't know if that's a original six thing or if there's some history behind that. I, we should we should ask Jeff this, but <laughs> but uh, maybe, maybe we'll bring it up next time. So, uh, all right, before we get into the interview, because I am so fired up for you guys to listen to this, uh, we're gonna give our our, our uh, award predictions and then uh, we'll hop over to the interview. So uh, we'll fly through these. Uh, Art Ross, uh, Kesso, uh, McDavid, yeah, and McDavid. yeah, it's it's McDavid across the board. Um, I really don't see you know. Obviously, there's some other p- potential. I mean, Drysital. Um, probably, but outside of that, I, I just don't think anyone, maybe Matthews, but I, I don't know. I, I don't think that he has the assist to pile up that, um, the heart trophy. Uh, what'd you guys have? McDavid. McDavid. I had Shisterkin. I think that, uh, I don't know. I, I think he should have won it this year, to be honest with you. But again, we'll, we'll, we talk about this, uh, in a little bit later, but, uh, man, the Rangers were just, they, they got dragged. 
And, uh, you know, he looks like he is the next uh, unbelievable goaltender. Uh, Rocky Richard, we all had Matthews. Matthews yeah. yeah, I think that low-key Kaprizov um, or, or someone, like, I don't know. I, I don't know why Kaprizov, because yeah. I feel like he's a, still a playmaker a little bit, but, like, I yeah, watched... it's because that Russian name. That's what's making. That's me it. That. It's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You just automatically assume Russian winger has to be in line for that. You know, a couple of seasons as a as a as a Art Ross win, or a Rocket Richard winner. Uh, the the Makar Trophy. Um, the, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it is Makar's until it's not. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Selkie. I had Barkov. Uh, I want to see. Uh, I want to see Bergeron win it again. Um, I also. So I want. I wonder if some point Crosby's going to get like just one of those respect ones too. But uh, Bergeron or Barkov? Yeah, I was, I don't know. I was wondering about like Elias Lindholm because of last year. He was really coming hard last year and there was a lot of talk about him. But uh, yeah, I mean, if it's Bergeron's last year, which we've been saying that for, I guess, like two years now, I think Bergeron will probably win it again. Yep, more than likely. Especially because like that seems to be like, a, you know. Like a tribute. Yeah, exa- <laughs> exactly. He's won it so much. So. He, he deserves it, but it definitely yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the Vesna, uh, I had Shisterkin. I believe you did too. I, I did too. You talked yourself out of Soros. You talked yourself out of Soros. Well, I just said like my hot take with my heart. I would love it to be Soros. I'm a little goalie myself, so watching a guy like that, great set of pads too. Love the all yellows. Um, Dude, what do you think of Helberg's a... pads? And then they got rid of them. They were sick, but I mean, I feel like you know you're not going to play for the Kraken probably anyway. So it's their, their goaltending depth is, I mean, think about it. They have... Martin Jones is their backup to Grubauer, and then in Drieger still in, well, and but Drieger's still there too, but he's hurt. Yeah. But Drieger's hurt, so that's why they got Jones. And I think Jones, yeah, I think Jones will uh, be the backup for Grubauer, obviously. But it's like that Helberg was like fourth on the depth chart if you think about it. Jones but was very uh, good, very nice pats. Jones is absolutely incredible for the Sharks during a few of the playoff runs, and I, I will always be thankful for what he did for the team. Um, that is, he is the perfect Bedard goaltender, though. Like, I I'm stunned that Chicago hasn't gone out and gotten Martin Jones. And if he's waived, I wouldn't be stunned if Chicago claims him. Um, I believe you had Vazzy. I did. I'm dude. I'm low. So I think Shesterkin's probably going to be the best goalie for a while. Think, I'm low dude, on the I Rangers. Think, yeah. I'm low on the Rangers. Um, I I like Vasilevsky, so I'm going to go there. I think Vazzy's got one more year, maybe, and then the team maybe takes a. I don't know. You can't ever count Tampa out. They're so good. Uh, Calder. You guys had power. I had Beneers. Uh, this is like, I guess this kind of is just kind of chalk. You know, there's a few yeah. other options maybe. I think that when it comes to the Calder, opportunity is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Beneers is going to be the first line center for the for the Kraken. So if you get 20 minutes a night, you're automatically – and then obviously Owen Power. But, you know, th- that plus minus is going to be absolutely brutal. Um, so I, I don't know if, if he's going to have enough points to make up for that. Uh, lastly, um, the, the Jack Adams, I had Dean, Dean Evison, the, the, uh, Minnesota wild head coach, because I feel like if the wild make the playoffs with 14 mil and dead cap, um, you know, I think that th- that's pretty impressive. Um, but yeah. what about you guys? Any, any ideas? I mean, I, I mentioned this to Jeff. I, I hate the award. Uh, Say, yeah. it's always, it, it's just, it's terribly done. Uh, give it to Mike Sullivan. He's been a great <laughs> coach for a while. He is a great coach. I, I'm going to go with Bruce Cassidy out in Vegas. I know he wasn't like loved in Boston at the the end of his tenure, but I feel like a lot of people are down on Vegas. I think they're going to have a good team. As you guys heard weeks ago, my predictions, I think they're going to win the Pacific, but like that team, I have a feeling they're going to be good. And and people are going to be like, wow, where'd they come from all of a sudden? I thought they were supposed to be terrible. And Jack Eichel's actually a good hockey player. You know, people act like they're, you know, he's so bad and stuff. So 
I'm going to go with Bruce Cassidy in Vegas just on a rebound year. Let's say that. Okay. All right, that's enough of us. This was actually such a fun interview, guys. So let us know what you think in the comment section down below. We can't thank Jeff enough for, for coming on and spending some time talking hockey and predictions with us. We got to give a shout out to our sponsor, Gamer Saloon. Uh, they are phenomenal. And if you are looking to get better at NHL or any sports video game or even really like any video game, uh, they have ga- a, yeah. Gamer Saloon is where you've got to do it. If uh, money games is, uh, if you're already good at the game and you want to test it, playing a money game will uh, we'll get that adrenaline throw. Adrenaline Adrenaline flying, um, and Gamersloon is where you got to do it. So Gamersloon.com, make sure you check them out. All right, let's get into the interview. All right, guys, so we are super pleased to welcome in our guest, uh, co-host of 32 Thoughts, the podcast, and uh, from Sportsnet, my man, Jeff Merrick. Jeff, thank you again for jumping on and talking talking awards and uh, and you know a lot of history, I feel like we're going to talk about. Uh, probably, and I want to thank you for wearing your finest <laughs> Niagara Ice Dogs baseball hat, making me feel right at home with some OHL love. I appreciate that. I, I told the other guy, I told I told the guys, I'm like, man, I know he's a big major junior guy. The guy got to got to talk. About Did you the put dogs. that on for me coming on? No, like, I was wearing this. I'm a so big dog. I'm a big dogs fan. <laughs> I'm not much of a cliche. Uh, this idiot likes the OHL. I don't know. I got an Ice Dogs hat somewhere in the back. I'll throw that on. I may, might make him feel at home. Speaking of the dogs, uh, former ice dog Jason Robertson still remains unsigned. I want to start with this because yeah, some big sure. news tonight. Uh, we're recording this on Tuesday, October 4th. Matthew Barzell signs for just over uh, $9 million. Yeah. Do you think that this has more impact on the negotiations with Jason Robinson, or do you think that this is just you know kind of ignored and they're still in their own like ecosystem? I don't know as much... Um... I'm not so sure if Matthew Barzell's contract has an effect on it. I'll tell you what, and this is sending a, a chill up a lot of GM spines. Uh, I think the Tim Stutzla deal has a lot to do with it. I think the Jordan Cairo deal has a lot to do with it. I think you can make the argument the Tage Thompson deal has a lot to do with it as well. I, I think Jason Robertson's camp, and he's a CAA guy represented by Pat Brisson, I think he's looking at all these deals and saying, hang on a second here. Does anybody have a number 42 beside their name? Because I do. I scored 42 goals last season, and I should be I should be compensated as such. Um, so I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that, because this is all about comparables, right? Like, what are you looking at? What's, what's fair? Who are the comparables here? I heard about a month ago that one of the comparables they were working with, and again, this is only a five-year, this wouldn't be, well, maybe he ends up doing a five-year deal. We'll see. But one of the comparables they were working with was Kapril Kaprizov of the, of the Minnesota Wild. That was one of them. Now, I'm sure there are many, and I'm sure that as, you know, Kairu gets his deal and Stutzla gets his deal, I'm sure Jim Neal is looking at this and just going, oh, like, serious, seriously, like, we're almost at the finish line, and then this <laughs> drops. Um, this is a complicated one. This is this is a complicated one. I know there are players on the Dallas Stars that have, that have reached out. I mean, this is standard. Uh, that have reached out to Jason Robertson. Hey, man, we're real close. We've got a real good team. It's a competitive division, competitive conference. You know, we got to do this. Come on, man. Let's 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 get this done. Um, my podcast wife, uh, Elliot, seems to think that, you know, it's going to be a saw off three years, seven point five million dollars. That's my work spouse thinks um, I, I could see that. I think the Robertson camp might want something uh, a little bit a little bit longer. But, you know, every day that goes by, you know, you, you kind of wonder, you know, what's the hold up? And, and maybe more importantly, you know, what's the decimal point? 
that uh, that um, uh, that that both sides are working with. And and make no mistake, like if this, this is really long winded. I apologize. Oh no, if, if, <laughs> if you're new to me, get used to it. Uh, <laughs> suck all the oxygen out of the room here. Um, the interesting thing about this is, if it goes higher than seven point five, Jim Nill's going to have to make a move. Mm-hmm. Like there's going to have to be bodies going out. I think they have room to accommodate seven or maybe 7.5. If it, if there's more sugar in that coffee than 7.5, I, I think, I think, you know, the stars are going to have to make, uh, make a move here um, to, to free up the cap space to make it happen. Now that might just be as simple as you find someone to take Anton Hudobin mm-hmm. and you add a sweetener with it. That could be it. You have to do something more substantial than that. I don't know, but this one, this one is poised to be a whopper of a contract. And as a goalie, so yeah. far, what I've noticed with Hudobin, he doesn't look great so far. I know it's preseason hockey, but yeah. he, I don't know. You know what the one, the, the one thing is, though, Tyler, is he's he's healthy. That's true. Like that, that's like the, the the one hurdle. Like, I know he's not exactly like he's not. You know, this guy's not 22 years old. Right. I know he can. He's, you know, not just on the back nine, but he can see the clubhouse with the career here. So I, I get it. But the the one thing that that Dallas does have working in their advantage if they want to move Hudobin is he's healthy. Right. He's finally healthy. All right. So we got some storylines going in the season. Obviously we yeah, got man. some, you know, we got the big whopper and thank God he's finally going to leave. Hopefully the central division, Patrick Kane. I hope, I hope he doesn't somehow, <laughs> I hope he doesn't somehow end up in Dallas, but <laughs> Ooh, that's a swerve. Yeah, yeah. I know. I, you, you never know. They, they've had the trade history with Patrick Sharp and all that stuff. So it's just, true. I don't know. But uh, where do you think Patrick Kane goes? And do you think he resigns there if he does get traded? And I, I, I keep hearing it's going to be at the deadline just because it cuts his contract in half and it makes it easier to move. I think, um, okay, well, first of all, Edmonton was very interested in the offseason. Like Edmonton, and to make a deal like that happen, it would have been, you know, Hawks retaining half and then another team involved to take a piece of the contract to make it make it work with the salary cap. And that might be what we're looking at right now, regardless with any Patrick Kane deal. Um, because let's not forget, I mean, he's only going to go to a team that's competitive. He's only going right. to go to a team that has a, a shot at the Stanley Cup. And, you know, most, if not all of those teams are, are capped out. So making the money work is, is going to be a challenge there. Um, if I just wanted to give you a flippant, you know, glib kind of answer, I'd say Colorado, but really the, the, the answer, the real answer is, is it depends on who's good and it depends on when Patrick Kane wants to go. Like Patrick Kane doesn't have to go at all. Um, I I think he, I think he probably will end up. I think we're all on the same page that Patrick Kane's going to have a different zip code. Uh, by the time time trade deadline is come and gone. But I think what Patrick Kane is going to do is, you know, take the better part of this season and, and figure out who's good and who's got a shot. Yeah. I mean, why make your call now? Like if you're thinking of going to a team like, I don't know, let's say the Boston Bruins, for example, you think like, Hey, and, and Chicago likes the offer and you can make it work. And the thoughts of playing with, you know, either Patrice Bergeron or David Krejci or attractive, um, to Patrick Kane, you know, what if the, the wheels fall off the wagon? Like that is a, that's a fragile team right now by way of injuries. Like we all know, you know, the hospital bracelet story is the story with the Boston Bruins to kick off this season. You know, what, if, what, what if that doesn't work out for the Boston Bruins and Pat Kane's already said, yeah, I'm going and I'll go to the Boston Bruins. I think he takes his time. Yeah. I think he takes his time. I think he reads the landscape and says, okay, this team is good. This is where I fit. This is my spot. You know, Kyle, this is, this is where I want to go. Yeah, it seems like it's him and Taze 
one of them almost is going to end up on the avalanche. I don't know why. I just feel like with, with losing Kadri. Yeah. And, you know, so my, so I talked to, I talked to someone, I talked to someone uh, who's really, really plugged into this one last season and his thought was, and, and I agree with him uh, at trade deadline last season, when it became obvious, that like, look, man, Chicago is going to have to readjust everything. There were two deals that made sense to him. One was when it became obvious that Claude Giroux was only going to go to Philadelphia. That was going to be his thought was Kane to Colorado and Jonathan Taves to Boston because they were scrambling for that second line center hole. David Krejci had already left. Now, of course, he's come back. Uh, And then Jonathan Taves could just go to Boston where he wouldn't have to be anything but a hockey player. Like you guys know this feeling, right? Like when you're when you're Jonathan Taves, captain of the Chicago Blackhawks, there's a whole lot of you know responsible for the young kids and shepherd the team and all that kind of stuff. You play second behind Patrice Bergeron, you can just go there and be a hockey player, and and all that pressure is off. And you know if you're you know, you know if you're the Boston Bruins, you hope you have a run with with someone like Jonathan Taves it's in the lineup. A- Neither thing happened, <laughs> but just sort of lob these you know, flavor pucks and ideas out to your listeners. It's amazing uh, what happens when uh, Bruce Cassidy left Boston. All of a sudden, Krejci's back and DeBrest pulls his trade <laughs> Funny request. Funny how that works out. Funny how that works, huh? Yeah, listen, it was, uh, there's been a lot of people that have wondered too, you know, would Nick Lidstrom have retired if uh, if Mike Babcock hadn't been oh. coaching at that, at that point too, huh. right? I mean- you never really know and no player is really going to admit it, but that's, that's one of the things that's out there. We you love, know. we love what ifs on this podcast. Kessa, you got a good what if. For yeah, I do. So <laughs> as mentioned, what if? yeah, so my what if, so I'm a Penguins fan as mentioned, right? Yep. So there were some tough years uh, during my early years. We had a year where Dick Tarnstrom was our highest scoring player. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of the best days, obviously of my life was when we, when we won the Crosby lottery. That was a tough day for your friend, Brian Burke, but I mean, he finally got Crosby. <laughs> he, got in Crosby a, he got Crosby in a way. So there's a there's a scenario where Crosby goes to the Ducks. Um, yep. Is that the biggest? Do you think that's the biggest what if in hockey history? If it's not, do you have any others that come to mind? As far as what ifs, yeah. Ooh, wow. The Penguins um, might not even be around. Let's the just Penguins that, that might not be around. Like, that's sure. That's for sure. You know, yeah. any any of them around any of them around a draft. I mean, I'll give you another one. Um, as far as the Pittsburgh Penguins, like when when um, when Mario Lemieux was you know listen he's he was going to be the number one pick all day long coming out of the quebec league um there were teams that offered a lot um the minnesota wild the minnesota wild the minnesota north stars offered every single pick the quebec nordiques offered all three stastny brothers plus 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 That's for mario crazy. like there were like i love draft trade offer stories like those, those yeah. to me are the juiciest um, I, I think that Mario one, cause I think the Quebec, I think the Quebec deal really, uh, cause I know Montreal made an offer as well. I mean, it's Mario Lemieux. And then I think when they found out the Quebec made that sizable offer, all of a sudden they, they sweetened their deal as well. Don't forget, you know, Mario Lemieux wasn't going to go to the Penguins. Right. Like, I mean, it worked out great and he saved the franchise twice, yeah. but at the draft, there was all that talk that, that, you know, Mario saying like, I'm not going to play for, for Pittsburgh. I want to play in Quebec. And there was that huge race, mm-hmm. right? There was the Quebec Nordiques and the Montreal Canadians, you know, just piling on, uh, on Eddie Johnson, like adding value, adding value to, to any trade and the Pittsburgh Penguins, EJ just, you know, said, no, forget it. We're going to hang on to this guy. And it was, it was the right move. Um, that would, that would be the, uh, that would be the big one that would, that would come to me. 
Um, I always wonder what would have happened if the Eric Lindros trade didn't happen mm-hmm. uh, and he ended up playing in Quebec uh, and um, uh, and, Crazy how uh, good that and, team and ended Peter. Up too. Yeah. Well, and, he, and here's the, here's the other one that I would have loved, you know, for the longest time, like I grew up, you know, uh, in the seventies and eighties era and, you know, the slander against Swedish hockey players um, was huge, right? Chicken Swede, you know, Harold Ballard used to say about Inga Hammerstrom on the Toronto Maple Leafs. He could go into the corner with eggs in his pockets and come out, and not one of them would be broken. Like there was just like nonstop like ridicule of Swedish hockey. Oh, they're too soft to play. And then with Peter Forsberg, I mean, it's funny because he's part of the Eric Lindros. You know, we think about what Lindros was. You could make the argument that the best power forward in the game was a Swede in Peter Forsberg, and how that would have changed the Philadelphia, the Philadelphia Flyers. Right? Um, would they have ended up winning Stanley Cups with Peter Forsberg in the lineup and not and not Eric Lindros? You know, or if you know if the arbitrator would have awarded Lindros to the New York Rangers instead of the Philadelphia Flyers? I mean, I'm in love with the alternate. I mean, I'm glad you asked this question because I'm in, I'm in love with the uh, the alt uh, the alternate uh, alternative NHL like this this other stream <laughs> yeah. you know trades that go a, a different way like if Patrick Waugh doesn't get lit up against the Detroit Red Wings if they actually give him the hook like it's so much it's funny because we mentioned Patrick Waugh before like does do the Colorado Avalanche ever win the Stanley Cup? if they don't leave Patrick Waugh in that game against the Detroit Red Wings, like if they give him the hook after four goals, like do the Av- do the avalanche ever win? Because that was the final piece and they weren't winning with the goaltenders they had. Like there's, there's not a chance, um, you know, what happens with the, the Colorado avalanche, which is why I always say this at the beginning of every season. And I know we're going to do predictions later. My answer to all of them is I don't know because I really don't. But, you know, like there's so much of the game either around the game or in the game itself that we don't like to talk about because we have no way of quantifying it. And that's just luck, man. So so much of this just revolves around luck, like the game itself, like it's cold water and it's a rubber puck and it's, you know, it's 10 bodies out there and and two goaltenders. I I will, I will share one thing with you. There's, um, there's kind of a white whale that I have in my career and I haven't been able to, to figure out what it meant and no one that I've talked to. And this includes Berkey who was freaking there for it. So if you go back and you watch the video of the Pittsburgh Penguins, you know, winning the lottery, they're going to get Sidney Crosby. The Anaheim Ducks will select second. And as we know, they, they took Bobby Ryan. Bill Wirtz, the late owner of the Chicago Blackhawks, you can hear him because they're all there in the room, right? You can hear Bill Wirtz over and over again saying, justice, justice. <laughs> ju-. And I've talked to, I've had long conversations with like Ron McLean about this. Ron, I have talked about, you know, the Bill Wirtz, you know, justice phenomenon. No one knows what he was saying. Now, Bill's no longer with us. Right. uh, But no one that I've talked to in the Blackhawks organization has been ever able to tell me with any type of authority what Bill Wirtz was thinking. I thought maybe he wasn't justice. He was saying he just ordered a scotch and he's trying to say just ice. (laughs) I don't know. But that to me is one of my big white whales coming off of, of, of that draft specifically. Why was Bill Wirtz yelling justice, justice, justice when the Blackhawks won the lottery over the Anaheim Ducks? Don't know. I've got a, I've got a little follow up. What if I guess I just thought of, okay. Um, what if, uh, I feel like I've said this before too. I think it helps out three franchises. What if John <laughs> Tavares accepts the San Jose Sharks offer? 
so that was been in a little bit of dispute too, but that is <laughs> that is that is an interesting one. Well, then, do the Toronto Maple Leafs ever trade Nassim Kadri? Maybe not. I think they might have Petro. Just the timing, like there's, you know what I mean? Like there's, <laughs> yeah. there's how that how that works out. Um, but they with their cap situation might be a little bit different. They might have that number one defense. The Sharks. Yeah. I I I will say this. I like watching Eric Carlson when he isn't hurt. He's yep. a lot better than people give him credit for in the numbers, and obviously he has had his you know worst season of his career as a Sharks fan. But if John Tavares is a San Jose Shark, that window of the last few years of Marlowe and Thornton and their arguably, yeah. in my opinion, their best team when they lost to the Blues in the conference final. If, I, if they have Joe John Tavares, I think they might win the cup there. But uh, that's one that mm. always comes to my mind. I, that's why I get. I mean, that's why he got gets booed when he goes to San Jose. <laughs> that uh, you know, it's just. That one, that one will hurt me for a while, especially given the uh, the contract situation. It's uh, or what if what if he would have said yes to the Islanders? That's another one. Like yeah. you know, the Islanders might be you know they they just struggled to to really score and and, and since since he's left right and um just just a lot of I think I think a big one too that we could go all day but the the three Boston Bruins picks in 2015. <laughs> yeah, because who was after who was, was uh, Connor Shabbat and uh, Al Connor Thomas Shabbat and Matthew Barzell like <laughs> Can you imagine they got all three of those? <laughs> or you know what he, and here okay so okay let's do another one. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> so so here here's the one as everybody points to you know the the, the downfall of the of the Edmonton Oilers before before Connor McDavid. And they point to the the Taylor Hall Adam Larson trade, right? The one for one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think that trade was that bad. Like it wasn't mm. great. Taylor Hall goes on to win the a hard MVP, trophy, and yeah, he's fantastic for the New Jersey Devils. Um, but to me, the trade that that really killed the Oilers was the um, Griffin Reinhardt for sixteen and thirty for sixteen and thirty three. It's like that was one. And, you know, I've, I've talked to a number of people in Edmonton, in the organization. I said, if you would have hung on to the, those two picks, who were you taking 16? And they said, Joel Erickson Eck. Joel Erickson Eck was, was going to be their guy. That's... Now, again, go back to the what if. Hmm. What if they don't make Because I think, <laughs> I think that's the one that really hurt them I, yeah. more, more, than any, more than any other deal in that era. I think they don't make that trade. If I think the Oilers, even after the McDavid, ever since McDavid, if they didn't have a general, like pretend they just coasted, like auto, auto, like didn't make any moves, like that, it's it's tough. Like they they seem to shoot (laughs) themselves in the foot and go backwards with the two two of the best players in the world. Speaking of best uh, among the best players in the world, uh, I am yeah. from just outside Toronto, and you obviously cover the Leafs pretty much every day. Uh, <laughs> something that we talk a lot about with uh, with our audience, and and, and we bring, we've brought up a few times is Austin Matthews and and the looming contract situation with Austin Matthews because it's coming. Do you mm-hmm. sense as of right now? So this is uh, October October fourth, twenty twenty two. Yeah. If yeah. if do you sense that there is any shot that Austin Matthews does not remain? Uh, a Toronto Maple Leaf, a percentage. I think he remains a Toronto Maple Leaf, but not for as long as Maple Leafs fans want. I think he signs an extension with Toronto, but I don't think it's going to be one of these seven or eight year deals. I think it's going to be a shorter deal where Maple Leafs fans will go, yeah, we got him. (laughs) Okay. But are we going to have to do all this over again? I, I think that, you know, you know, his agent, um, uh, Judd Moldaver with, with Wasserman is a really, really sharp guy. Right. And, and, and he really, he, he really reads this landscape. Well, I believe like he did a great job with the Roman Yossi contract. Um, that was fantastic. The Austin Matthews deal is a real nice bit of business, how he got Matthews 
you know, at, uh, you know, that got uh, at, uh, at, at five years for that decimal point. It's a really good deal. I think he, I, I think he gets Matthews a big ticket. I think it's a big ticket deal, but it's not, it's not the length that Maple Leafs fans would it's want. And three. I think, yeah. And I, I, I think I, I, you know, not that it's, I mean, listen, everyone's competitive, right? Awesome. Uh, um, uh, Nathan McKinnon is now the highest paid player by way of AAV <laughs> in the NHL. Not that I'm putting too much on this here, but, you know, he's represented by Pat Brisson. <laughs> you know, I think there's that agent rivalry that we don't – it's funny. We never really talk about agent yeah, rivalry. No, we don't. Be, contracts, but, but, you know, Judd and Pat here, like, make no mistake about it. Like, there is – that thing does exist in the industry, and if you have a chance to be on top of a uh, of, of an industry rival, I, I think you do it. I think that Matthews ends up the highest paid player in the NHL. It's funny. One person I was talking to, uh, was an assistant general manager, a couple of days ago, about Matthews, and I said, "I think the number is going to be like 14." And he goes, "We've been talking here about 15." Oh, for Austin Matthews. Oh, wow. My goodness. So who knows where this one's going, boys? Yeah. I- I still feel like if he doesn't go home to Arizona and trust me, I understand there's some that came out tonight. I saw in the Twitter sphere where yeah. I guess the players are not too pleased with the arena. And uh, I mean, it makes sense. You know, I mean, I, t- yeah. I skate with a few NHLers during the summertime and they all make fun of it and they can't believe they're gonna have to play there. I get it. Yeah. Um, but the LA Kings with Kopitar ending in two years, it lines up perfectly. If he wanted to go to LA, yeah. Hollywood, I don't know if he wants to, you know, you know, play there or not, but it's just there's the, a lot of rumblings about LA always. And I feel like it makes yeah, a lot of sense. The problem, the problem, the only thing, the, the only fly in that ointment that I would throw your way is uh, when that happens, the Maple Leafs will still have more cap space. That's true. To absorb yeah. a larger, a larger deal than the Los Angeles Kings. Don't forget like Rob Blake's added some tickets here. Yeah. Fiala. Right? Like a, Fiala. Yeah. Keep going. Like there's a, there's a, there, there's a couple more. So like they, they still have some, some beauty decimal points there. So Maple Leafs will technically still have like, again, like, who knows? We're talking about something happening, you know, mm-hmm. deeper in the future here. But right. you know, Toronto will still have, you know, the uh, uh, more cap space than than Los Angeles will to bring them in. Sure. All right, let's uh, uh, let's get into our award predictions. Okay. Oh, geez. I no, think... I got, I got, I haven't done my award predictions for sports yet, so I got to remember what I say here, so I'm consistent. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm just gonna fly yeah. off, fly off the hand. I think sports might have a few more eyeballs on them. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have anything to worry just about. Not for long. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Um, all right, in my opinion, I think this. Uh, we mentioned this off before before we start recording. I, I think this might be the most chalk year for a lot of the awards. Um, yep. So we'll we'll hear yours, and if we've all said the same one, like to hear maybe if that person doesn't win. So, okay. um, we'll start first. Art Ross, who do you got? Connor McDavid. Okay, we all said Connor Shocker. McDavid. Yeah. Now, if, hang on. If 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 I wanted to hot take this thing, I'd say Kale McCarr. Um, <laughs> but do you think that he's that's in the realm, like to score to score. I think that I think I think he's in the conversation, man. I think I think he's right in there. This guy is. But I've always said that. I should say always. I've said this recently about Kale McCarr. If Connor McDavid were a defenseman, he'd be Kale McCarr. Yeah. Like that's how highly I think of Kale McCarr. Peak. Now, having said that, I think it's going to be between, it'll be between Dreisaitl and Connor again. Okay. Okay. Uh, the heart. Who do you got for the heart? <sighs> Last time I took Igor Shosturkin, I think it should always go to a goaltender. 
because by definition of the trophy itself, yeah. like how does it not go to a goalie? There we go. Yes, goalies. I can, I can hear you smiling there, Tyler. I know you're going to pop up on that one. Every goalie is more important than anybody else on the roster. Uh, I'll take safe, smooth. Oh no. You know what? No, I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll take Kale McCarr. Okay. I, uh, we, we are a little bit different on that. They, they, uh, Kezo and, and uh, Tyler, they had McDavid and uh, I went with Shesterkin. I think that he, even how good he was, I think he should have won it this year, just given how the Rangers played, you know, like I think that he first, really... first half, yeah, first true, half, yeah. the Rangers just let, let him uh, like hung him out to dry. You look at Gorgiev's numbers, like, you know, I know. It, and, and it's just, it's jarring for anyone that isn't a diehard Ranger fan. If you just go and look like it, it is pretty crazy. Um, Rocket Richard. Austin Matthews. We I mean, are all across is, the board on Matthews. Yeah, that one. I, think, I think it's, I think it's Matthews. Yeah, if yeah. it's not Matthews, who you got? I really want it to be Patrick Line, but it's not. I just love Patrick. <laughs> I just love Patrick Line. I, I, I can't see it being him though. Um, you want me to hot take it? Let's go. Andre Svechnikov. Okay. Ooh. Okay. That's That's like, I was going to yeah. say, I was going to say, <laughs> I think, I think he might be in the rubber. It's got to happen one year for him, right? Yeah. Man. Um, I want to see Ovi win one more. That's yeah. all I want. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I do. I, I, that, it could be. I just wonder about. I just wonder if he's going to have the centers to do it. Right. Yeah, that's the only thing, and that's the the, the only. I mean, I, I still think he gets the Gretzky record too. Mm-hmm. But I just want. I mean, with with you know, Bath, Backstrom's health situation. I mean, he's been feeding them, just feed, mm-hmm. feed, 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 feed for all these years. That that's the only thing that I wonder about. But right. like many, it's like it's one of the you know, it's like we always talk about hockey joy, watching that guy score. Come on, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, the next up is the Norris, and uh, we, I said this earlier when, when you hopped on. This is Makar's until he decides that he is not playing anymore, essentially. Or... So, in, 19, in 1967, okay? Mm-hmm. 1967. Good year for the Leafs. Uh, it was the last good year for the Leafs, <laughs> matter of fact. 1967, they awarded the Norris Trophy to Harry Howell, who okay. had never won the Norris Trophy before. Harry Howell was a really good defenseman. But, you know, there's a lot of good defensemen that ended up winning the Norris Trophy and just not him. You know why they gave it to Harry Howell? This is the theory. They gave it to Harry Howell because they knew it was going to be his last chance ever to win it because Bob Yor was going to dominate it really? for like 10 years. And so they gave it to Harry. I was like, Harry, enjoy because Bob Yor is taking this now like for the, for the, for the next 10 years. Um, yeah, kill McCarr. I think they need a they need a defensive if there was ever a time in the history of of sports and and media and and how much we you know have influence like I just feel like now is the time given what's going to happen with Camel Car that that defensive defenseman trophy should should be a thing you know you know you know why I like that here's why I I like that idea a lot and here's why because what's the most underrepresented player in the Hockey Hall of Fame the most un, un well like type of player or player specifically? yeah type of player oh defensive defenseman like the guys that the rock solid i yeah like that's why i was happy to see kevin low get in i i watched you know more or market or vlasic and i you would never hear his name for an entire season and yeah. there is a there is a thing a reason why he was on team canada's roster and everyone was stunned about it hey but don't like, forget he, don't forget about barrett jackman went in the calder over rick nash and henrik zetterberg, henrik zetterberg. <laughs> barrett jackman is meat, meat and potatoes have you ever seen him on the back end i love lo- and that guy was raw bone tough too man so i love i loved barrett jackman um but no like the the defensive defenseman is like so underrepresented yeah. in the hockey hall of fame like the, who okay, would like win it this year ways in jacob slavin 
I was about to say it's slave. I feel like slave is classic. But you, but close. you know what? I'll, I'll tell you what. You know who would be in the Hall of Fame if they recognize that? Adam Foot. Mm. Adam Foot will be in the Hockey Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But those guys, they don't get the credit. That's why. I, I mean, as mentioned off top, that's why I was happy that Kevin Lowe got in because finally, it's like, oh, okay. So let's <laughs> a little. He's a little bit of a nod towards a defensive defenseman. Uh, so much like the the Norris, I'm I'm wondering, I'm curious if you have the the same sentiment here. The Vesna, is this uh, okay? I mean, for a while. Uh, I think so. But here's what I wonder about. What about Elias Sorokin? Yeah, it's it's funny because he was. Like, he I know was it, I, hype for a little. I while. know I I know it's a little bit hipster, mm-hmm. right? To go with Sorokin as like it's the Shosturkin universe right now. To say nothing to maybe a Vasilevsky universe right now. But like Tyler's nodding, and I'll defer to the goaltender here on the panel. Like, what do you what do you think about Sorokin for the uh, for the goalie of the year? I love Sorokin, and I we did our predictions a few weeks ago. Back we had a few episodes ago, and I'm high on the Islanders. I'm not like saying they're going to win the division, but last year was starting out on the road, you know, with the arena situation, and then they got they had the worst I think situation with COVID when it comes to you know getting kind of screwed over, they but. Did. I mean, Sorokin is so good in that team, the system they play. The system, and I think they're yeah. going to be a little bit more offensive, obviously, with Lambert in there. And I don't know. It's, I, I feel like he's like highly underrated just because he, I feel like anybody that plays in the Islanders is underrated. It's, it's just like that. It's, a, <laughs> it's like the, the ugly, you know, stepsister or whatever you call it, like for the, for yeah. New York teams. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like, I like, I like Sorokin here as a hipster pick. I mean, listen, there's, you know, the, the thing about sports is, it lives in this weird place between what your head knows, but your heart feels like my head knows Shusterkin's going to win this thing, but my heart's like, yeah, go hipster pick. Yeah. <laughs> Take Sorokin, be that, be that yeah. guy, right? Be that guy at the coffee shop. Well, well, actually, if you've seen the goal, <laughs> be that, be that guy. Take Sorokin. That was what I was telling the guys earlier. I was like, I would love to see Soros win it because I'm a small goalie myself and I love yeah. UC Soros. <laughs> the, th- the thing about it's funny. I was having a, uh, a conversation with someone. Was it last year? Maybe the year before a, a goalie coach uh, from a team. And I was asking about, you know, teams always defaulting to, to large goaltenders and, you know, can, is there a, is there a size that's too big to be effective? And the thing about um, big goalies versus small goalies, and he was a big, and it's not Nashville, but he was a big Saros guy. He's like, here's the thing that I love about Saros, you know, Tyler, you'll, you'll get this right away. He goes with big goaltenders. You can always count on a few accidental saves, <laughs> saves that are made just because the guy's big. Sounds like a video, game. right? Like, <laughs> uh, yeah. Just, just an, oh, like how do he stop that? He doesn't even know. It's an accident. He's just big. He just happened to be there. So the thing about Saros is like all those saves are like real saves. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. There's there's no accidental saves at all. Like those are all legit saves, man. Not just like he was big and so he blocked that. Like, no, man, the Saros saves your saves, man. I'm with you. I'd love to see Saros with it. I love it, too. Uh, I know that, you know, we talk about the embarrassment of riches, like with the Rangers going from, like, Richter, to, Richter yeah. to Lundquist oh to Shusterkin. But look what Nashville's done. Freaking Pekka Rene to true. UC Saros. Yeah, I guess that's <laughs> like, true. That's pretty good, too. No, you're right on that one. Um, let's call their next. I feel like this one's a little bit more wide open. Here's who I want to win it. Mason McTavish. Okay. I love this kid for a number of reasons. One, he's an outstanding hockey player. But two, you look at where this kid's played in the last couple of years. Has he spent a night at home? And moreover, where does he consider home? Yep. Like he has been all over playing with so many different teams. 
like yeah you, you, you gotta wonder like like do you just completely feel like ungrounded mm-hmm. like you go to all these different tournaments playing for different teams traded in the ohl bouncing around everyone and i love them mm-hmm. like i think long term you look at the uh, you look at the Anaheim Ducks, and I know everyone's you know crazy about Trevor Zegers, and for good reason, like super high skill. I think Zegers ends up the number two center. I think Mason McTavish ends up as your you know we look for the replacement for Ryan Getzlaff. I think that's Mason McTavish. I think long term, Mason McTavish is your number one, and, and Trevor Zegers is your number two. I love this kid. I know everyone's given this thing to Owen Power, Cole Caulfield, etc. I don't know, man. I'm I'm pulling for Mason McTavish. I feel real, uh, real, real Zetterberg Datsuk vibes potentially. Like that was a lofty shoot between Zegers and the McTavish. The only the only difference is, um, when you look at Zetterberg and you look at Datsuk, this was always a luxury that Mike Babcock had. Like think about this: when your best offensive players are also your best defensive players, how do you lose a matchup? Yeah, I don't know. I don't yeah. know that we're saying that about with all due respect. I don't know that we're saying that about Zegers. Maybe Mason McTavish, but I just don't know that we're saying that about Zegers. Mm-hmm. But like Zetterberg, both those guys are two of my favorites. Like, mm-hmm. good. How do you lose a matchup? No, you're right. It's, it's impossible it's... <laughs> when you have guys like that. We uh, they had power. I had Beneers. I've had a hot take as a sharp. Maddie, but I can, I can, I can do Maddie Beneers too. You I gotta can, have I'm, the opportunity in that one. Right, yeah. like that's big, right? It's, so he's the, gonna the have. Thing, the thing about Owen Power, I, I think it'll be tough to give it. I, I, you gotta put up a lot. I was, of, I mean, like Cider just did, but yeah, the, the uh, defenseman when they called her in back-to-back seasons, that's real tough. I'm not saying you can't do it, and he looks real good, no doubt about it. I just, I just don't know about a defenseman winning it two years in a row. Could be wrong. Happy to be wrong. Like I grew up as a in southwestern Ontario watching. Like I was in the era where, you know, you only got, you know, a couple of games a week to watch on television. Mm-hmm. Saturday was Hockey Night in Canada and that was Maple Leafs. And you saw one other Maple Leaf game during the week, but I watched a ton of Buffalo Sabres games. I've I, always had a real <laughs> soft spot in my heart. Well, you know, the Sabres. Cats, right? yeah, yeah, I love the you're Sabres, right, man. You're right there. The swords, yeah. you probably went to the old odd like I used yep. to do. So, you know, I grew up in the era of the French connection and Larry Playfair and King Kong Korab and Mike Robitaille and these dudes. And I was Hyten. more Drury and Pekka, but. <laughs> no, I get it. I'm aging myself. And you're like, well, what about like Danny Briere? Yeah, Danny Brian Briere. Those are, the, those are the savers I think about. <laughs> those, guys were, those guys were great too. I really wish they, they were a fun team to watch, eh? Best cap era team because they had no cap. Like they had, like they were so, they had no budget. Like it was just. Okay. So where fun. were where were you and Brian Campbell just destroyed RJ Umberger? Uh, that one I was actually watching. I had season <laughs> tickets that year i was watching that one on uh on uh on tv that was that's one of the most memorable that season oh like dude, the andrew peters and, and ray emery like yeah. that like dude, that's that team had so much like if, just i i always that team was to, fun and you know who was the sneakiest the the sneakiest dirtiest player maybe in the league who had like the eddie haskell smile the whole danny briere oh yeah, yeah. there I, was no one dirtier at face-offs like how many times you see Danny Briere like choke up on the stick and smack a guy in the cheek, like on the on the pivot? He was the bad. He come out of it and he's got that like smiling face, like you know. <laughs> but he's not like imposing. He's, like he's he looks yeah. like he, he yeah. looks like he's like like he's he's like in his late twenties and looks yep. like he's a, like eleven teen. He looks like he's not even a teenager at that point. You're like, you mix smile. In. You're like, oh no, he's fine. He was so, and that's a compliment. 
you mix so in, uh, sneaky dirty. You mix in Maxima Fenneganov. Man, like that. Oh, God. I, I he love was so much Sabres. fun to watch. Yeah, I love he the Sabres. Kessel, yeah. you take the next ones. Yeah, so we have the, and I, I don't like this award. I'm going to preface that, the Jack <laughs> Adams, okay? Because to me, this award's always which team was supposed to be bad, yes, overperformed, and let's give it to somebody. So who do you have for the Jack Adams? This is the PDO award, right? This exactly. is the high shooting percentage, <laughs> high yeah. save percentage, or this is, yeah, it's, uh, you know, the old saying, show me a good goalie and I'll show you a good coach. Mm-hmm. I mean, those two positions are always nailed. I'm with you. I, I'm, um, I mean, it's the easy story. So it's a, it, I mean, you think when Bob Hartley won at Calgary, same thing, Patrick Wall wins at Colorado, same thing. It's like make a bad team good. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot Patrick Wall won it. Oh, that's first, yeah, that's funny to think about. That's insane Dude. to think about. That's insane to think about. Well, and do you remember how he did it too? Like he came in from junior hockey playing yeah. Quebec Ramparts, and yep. all of a sudden, I remember watching Avalanche games, and I'm like, "Is he playing? Uh, is he playing like man on man defense in his own zone? Like, are we watching <laughs> the junior hockey here? Six minutes left. Like, like, <laughs> well, that was great too. But just so like, I stuff, like that one actually. Like stylistically, I'm like, I'm watching man on man coverage. Like, what? This is crazy. <laughs> anyway, um, you know, I. I still can't believe that John Cooper hasn't won this thing. That's, yeah. the, like, that's crazy. the worst part. Like, I always say, I always say John Cooper, like if you can keep an elite team elite and like, you do your job, saw, we, we, yeah, you're like, doing your job. Like when we all saw, like you got the team there and you've kept them there. Mm-hmm. Like this is a team that, you know, what's the old saying? If you're not hungry, you won't eat. Mm-hmm. This is a team that's already had the meal, but they're still hungry. Like yeah. we all saw the Stanley cup final. We talk about no passengers, no pa- That team had no passengers at all like i'll my, going into every season i always look at it and i say john cooper should win this could be unless the best someone chance. else pulls out it might considering the the state of you know what they would what you would consider the, the lightning will still be great but i don't think they they lost a little bit of that shine i never want to write them off no I'm you scared, can't i'm scared i'm scared to write them off like i i know like i feel that too but I'm not going to be the guy that says, yeah, you know what? They lost something on their fastball. I feel bad for because the then they'll turn around survived. and rip off two more cups. They'll rip <laughs> off two more cups. So I've spent, I start, you know, I like the moves they made. They made some sneaky, good moves. I like Ian Cole in the back end in there. Yeah. I like this little sneaky moves like that. They're, they're so smart. Yep. Yeah. They're, they got a smart, listen, that is a very smart organization. They're drafting. It's their scouting is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I know they like, I know some of the scouts, they hate it when you scotch all the picks, but you know, they've turned them into players. You, yeah. you, know, you got to hand it to, to Julian Breezebois here. He's done a, he's done a great job. And I think, I think, you know, going into every season, like I said, I say that John Cooper should win unless yeah. I'm proven other, unless proven otherwise by someone else with a more impressive performance. <laughs> but how has John Cooper not won this thing? Yeah. He's going to the hall of fame for crying. He's out won at every won level. Adams. Every level. NHL, USHL, AHL, NHL. The guy's a stud. Yeah, he really is something. Yeah, he's great. Ah, lawyers turn coaches, eh? <laughs> you know what's interesting, too? So I remember having a conversation with him on the podcast a few years ago and asked him, what's the best team he ever coached? Can I guess? Sure. Is it Was it the uh, the Norfolk or the Broad? I can't remember the time, but with, like, Plot. It, American, wasn't American that, wasn't, it wasn't because no. that AHL team no. is unbelievable. Oh, it wasn't know, the they, St. They, Louis Bandits, was it? No, it was not St. Louis Bandits. So then that. it had to be the Green Bay Gamblers. No, it was not. What? Oh, man, who was it then? Team North America, team that didn't. Oh, team. yeah. Oh, I, I've yeah, heard you say I this before. I've heard you say this before. No. Colton Pareko told me that was the best team he ever played for, too. <laughs> All those guys. And you know what they did? They didn't They didn't win anything. Mm-hmm. They didn't do anything. But if you, if you look at you know the Hall of Fame like 15, 20 years from now, 
the whole team might be on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like when you go back, like we're going to look at that team one day, you're going to go back like wiki and go like, Holy shit. Like him and him and him all on the same team. Are you serious? Like, no, absolutely. If, like we always look at the, you know, you try to figure out like, like who is the greatest team assembled, which team sent the most to the, to the, to the hockey hall of fame, 1976 team Canada at the 76 Canada cup. I think they might have the most, I think in the NHL was it the 97 wings. Oh yeah. It may have sent a that ton as well, is, but, it's... but you know, you're going to look at team North America one day and go, Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Like this is like this, this is disgusting. Like, yeah. Hall of fame, 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 hall of fame. Like, all these dudes mm-hmm. ridiculous last that's uh, what coop said was his favorite top team <laughs> last uh last last trophy then Kezo. yeah 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 so we the last one we have the selkie um yep. who do we think is going to win that one this year uh i really want if this is patrice bergeron yeah. swan song i want Patrice yeah. bergeron to win one more but you know this is gonna we're gonna go through a transition here i think because selkie in a lot of ways has kind of become a reputational trophy. Yeah. That once you're in the conversation, you're in it for a while. Like it yeah. took Ryan Ryan O'Reilly a while to get into that conversation. And he's always been in it since. Took mm-hmm. Sean Couturier a while to get in that conversation. He's always been in it. There were some that should have been, but because they were wingers, were never ever considered. And I think of Marion Hosa right out of the gate. Do you think wingers um, should have like a better chance at it? I think I really think that I, I understand that the center's responsibilities are that much greater. And I I, I get that, but I, to me, one of the great crimes of the last era is how Marion Hosa and maybe even Miko Koivu as well finished their career without a Selkie trophy. Miko Koivu, oh my god, was yeah. so good. Yeah, he was, like, was yeah. such a great two way player. Yep. Um, the funny thing is, like, the Selkie trophy was essentially created for a winger. It was like, man, Bob Gainey's good. We have to come up with some type of trophy <laughs> for, for Bob Gainey. And, like, like literally, it's, that's how it happened. Um, the trophy is created for a winger. The last guy to win it would have been Yuri Lettinen. Mark Stone has been knocking on the door. It's yes, just... he has. Yeah, 100%. Make the argument. It might be the best two-way player in the game when he's, Hopef- when he's healthy. Hopefully his but... back holds up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no kidding. He got like a quarter-sized chunk taken out. Yeah, Elliot... Elliot, uh, I think Elliot's seen the picture too. He said, "Yeah, it's it's gross." Stone yeah, wouldn't put it up on his blog, but so okay. I'm 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 filibustering here. Um, <laughs> I think eventually Nico Heischer is going to get into this conversation. Okay. I don't know that Nico Heischer is going to win it this season. Okay. But I think Nico Heischer is going to get into this conversation. Um, I think Anthony Sorelli. If I'm going to pick one, yeah. I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll take Anthony Sorelli, the Tampa Bay Lightning. But I wonder if this is the year as we start to see New Jersey take that next step people start to notice how good of a defensive center Nico Heischer is five on five. Oh, fair watch enough. that guy. Watch that guy. Watch, watch, <laughs> watch um, that guy. All right. Well, we'll, we'll end it on this because again, okay. we've, we've listened to you for, for a while. We know, uh, you know, you're, you, you, you like the Jersey talk a little bit. Okay. My sharks sure. have, have a new uniform. I love it. I love, <laughs> love, love. It's funny. I just, I was just watching the game, the, the Germany game this yeah. app, the, this, this evening, the highlights from it. Like, Oh, this looks so good. Okay. This the away so good. The aways are the second best behind the Leafs. I think the Leafs home or the Leafs aways, I think are the, with the dark, with the blue and the shine to it. I think that they are the best. Mm-hmm. I think their aways are the second best in the league. It's the teal pants. Like, I think the uniform, I've always hated the orange in in their their jerseys. I think that their retro, the the 2D with the silver that they've used over the last little while has been, I think that might be one of the best kits. But what are your, what are your, 
the jersey you're most excited to either become back like the goat head from you know from from the sabers or what do you think is a jersey uh, that you want to see more than anything back in the game so i loved the color scheme of the minnesota north stars yeah that's a tough, man, that's a tough when, one too when when the when the when the wild use it as their third yep to me it's 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 just gorgeous it is uh, I, w- I would love to see that back uh, I still maintain, and you know, if you've listened to me long enough, you've heard me go on about this before. I think the one color that is so underrepresented in hockey is green. Mm-hmm. That we don't see enough green at all. I mean, yep. there was that race, say, eh? like everyone had to have the black jersey. Everyone's yep. got their blacks. Everyone's got blacks. The oh, Lightning's God, the, when, the, when the Lightning played the Leafs. I, I, <laughs> I, it is. They're, they're like 2010, like St. Louis, the Cavier jerseys are so yeah. good. And, Man, they are. It, it is tough luck when you're watching an away game for the Leafs, and it's like you're you can't tell which one's which. Even even the Blues in my childhood had a black jersey. I remember at one point when they had the clown colored jerseys, and I'm I'm praying. And Alex Steen told me this: the best jersey in hockey. I hope the Blues go back to the baby, like the baby blues they wore in the Winter Loved Classic. They're so yeah. clean. They're so they're so classic. And it's simple. funny too because uh, the the Penguins early ones were baby blues, right? Like and yeah, now yeah. they're all you know the you know synchronized with the re- with the rest of the city of, of right. Pittsburgh. Everyone's the, black and classic gold. Ones, Steve, but I love like you look at I love the the original I love the original Penguins jersey because I love the baby blue and I love the <laughs> penguin with the beer belly. Yeah, and then somehow the penguin got kind of leaned out, like you know, started to do like CrossFit and kettlebells yeah. and stuff, and got a little bit leaned out. Not as bad as Coco with the Hershey Bears, who used to be oh. like this really plump bear, and then they like got him in the sauna with Chris Chelios, and now he like can <laughs> light matches off of Coco, the mascot. I'm like, that's not what bears look like. Like bears don't do CrossFits. I guess what bears look like. Hershey, I want to see like a big chubby bear. Like that's what a bear looks like um greens for me and speaking of the maple leaves whenever they wear the saint pats i love oh yeah i love uh i love i love that one as well um i'll tell you what i like you know what new jersey i really i've always dug this um the new york rangers i've always loved the rangers color scheme i love simplicity of it and i've loved the red pants and you know what i finally got doug mcclain to admit to me because he was part of the design of everything with the columbus blue jackets the red pants was a total steal. The Rangers, the Columbus Blue Jackets, red pants. He's like, I just love it. One night we're out having a few drinks. I'm like, dude, you totally stole the red pants from the Rangers. Come on. He's like, yeah, I did. And they, just, and they, and they said they're going those red pants. They said they're going blue pants this year too, but they haven't done it yet. I'm waiting That's for it on the road. The reds are so good. But yeah, Rangers, Rangers for me. And I love the Statue of Liberty logo. Same. Reminds me of Merrick Malik. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was yeah, yeah, the yep. first year. Hey. That was the perfect moment. Hey, before before we let you go, <laughs> before we let you go, me and Cam, we listen to the show every day. We love we call it with between us two the, the Merrickisms. And I hear you guys talk about oh it like God. on your, your bingo cards. You got some of the best phrases. I don't know where you can have them. The two bagel, know. the three ca. I mean, you got all these different things. The, it's where did you come up with this stuff? Like okay. I, have, I have no idea. You know, it's funny. You know what? I, you know where I wonder. So I spent a lot of years working with a guy by the name of Bill Waters. Now Bill Waters, uh, it's funny. I just talked to him last week. Bill used to be the assistant general manager of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Before that, he worked with Alan Eagleson um, as a junior agent with Eagleson's group. Um, you know, so he's part of 1972 in the Summit Series, part of various Canada Cups, World Championships, etc. Uh, he ran the Bobby Orr, Bill Watton uh, sports camp, was a football player at, at University of Toronto, 
was the second overall pick in the CFL with the Toronto Argonauts. I'm like reading the bio here for Willie Long. You can do that on guy. anyone, by the way. No, 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 that's not <laughs> you. true. No, you know what my you know what my secret is. Here's the secret, guys. You want to sound like you know what you're talking about? I can't wait. I need to know how. Don't tell anyone, okay? <laughs> if you're not sure about something, say it loud. Oh man, I feel like That's I've done the, that in my oh, career wow. I'm playing he's, video games. Yeah, oh, he said <laughs> it. He said it loud. He must really. Oh, okay. He knows. Oh, yeah, he knows what he's talking about. He said that loud. Um. Anyway, so Bill's got like this old timey sort of verbiage about like all those guys are, have died off now. Like there used to be like a like sports talk that was like that, like all the time. And I think honestly, I think just working with Bill for so many years, some of that may have just rubbed off on me. And you picked up like old colloquialisms. Like I'll just slip every now and then. And Cliff Fletcher is still trying to keep this alive. Every time I talk to Cliff, they're not goalies or goalers. <laughs> like somewhere along the way, like that's the original name for goaltenders, yeah, right? Yeah, Goalie yeah. was goaler. And I got to like, go over here, like to my right here, I got a stack of old hockey news magazines from the 60s and 70s. And somewhere it changed from goaler to goalie and goaltender. I don't know what brought about this. We're talking about like white whales and you're searching for things. Bill words, just ice, just ice, justice, justice. Here's like, when do we stop calling them goalers and start calling them goalies? Like, was there one event? Was there one thing? But they used to be, anyway. So all That's these things I've just, like I've that, just, yeah. I've just, I've just picked up al along the way. Like, I really, love, it. I love it. Nothing, I love it. <laughs> there's nothing to it. And a lot of it is too. Like I'd read a ton of stuff about hockey history. Like that's yeah. a, that's a real, a, a huge passion of mine for finding those demarcation points. Like yeah. when something changed, why it changed, whether it's goalers, <laughs> whether it's, you know, what happened to, you know, Rover and why Rover got taken <laughs> out, why the nets look the way they do. You know why? You know why we went to the uh, to the Art Ross puck from the original, like all these little goofy things like that. I think maybe just from reading old hockey books, and you know, my wife always says, "Yeah, this must have kept you single for a lot of years." And she was right. <laughs> she was right. I was the 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 man that women forgot for a lot of years. <laughs> the reason you get me now like this <laughs> i gotta say you are one of the most unique personalities in hockey and uh you know it, it you're, you're an absolute blast to to listen to uh and i i can't thank you enough for for hopping on our podcast and, and talking I, to hockey i hang on i listen thanks for that you know why you read that exactly as i wrote it for you Thanks so much for saying those really kind things. <laughs> Just as I wrote it on the card, you read it perfectly. That's really kind. That's it. All right, guys. Well, again, thank you for uh, thank you for joining us, Jeff, and uh, we hope to have you on again in the future. Nice ice dogs hat. Great warrior t-shirt too. <laughs> really went all out for me today. That's nice. That's it, hey, boys. That's be good. It. Yep. Be thank good. you. Yeah. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.